part nineteen of a collection of stories reviews and essays by willis siebert cather this librivox recording is in the public domain part nineteen mark twain if there is anything which should make an american sick and disgusted at the literary taste of his country and almost swerve his allegiance to his flag it is that controversy between mark twain and max o'rell in which the frenchman proves himself a wit and a gentleman and the american shows himself little short of a clown and an all-around tough the squabble arose apropos of paul bourget's new book on america outre mer a book which deals more fairly and generously with this country than any book yet written in a foreign tongue mr clemens did not like the book and like all men of his class and limited mentality he cannot criticize without becoming personal and insulting he cannot be scathing without being a blackguard he tried to demolish a serious and well-considered work by publishing a scurrilous slangy and loosely written article about it in this article mr clemens proves very little against mr bourget and a very great deal against himself he demonstrates clearly that he is neither a scholar a reader or a man of letters and very little of a gentleman his ignorance of french literature is something appalling why in these days it is as necessary for a literary man to have a wide knowledge of the french masterpieces as it is for him to have read shakespeare or the bible what man who pretends to be an author can afford to neglect those models of style and composition george meredith thomas hardy and henry james excepted the great living novelists are frenchmen mr clemens asks what the french sensualists can possibly teach the great american people about novel-writing or morality well it would not seriously hurt the art of the classic author of puddenhead wilson to study daudet de maupassant hugo and george sand whatever it might do to his morals mark twain is a humorist of a kind his humour is always rather broad so broad that the polite world can justly call it coarse he is not a reader nor a thinker nor a man who loves art of any kind he is a clever yankee who has made a good thing out of writing he has been published in the north american review and in the century but he is not and never will be a part of literature the association and companionship of cultured men has given mark twain a sort of professional veneer but it could not give him fine instincts or nice discriminations or elevated tastes his works are pure and suitable for children just as the work of most shallow and mediocre fellows house-dogs and donkeys make the most harmless and chaste companions for young innocence in the world mark twain's humour is of the kind that teamsters use in bantering with each other and his laugh is the gruff hee-haw of the backwoodsman he is still the rough awkward good-natured boy who swore at the deck-hands on the river steamer and chewed uncured tobacco when he was three years old thoroughly likable as a good fellow but impossible as a man of letters 
it is an unfortunate feature of american literature that a hostler with some natural cleverness and a great deal of assertion receives the same recognition as a standard american author that a man like lowell does the french academy is a good thing after all it at least divides the sheep from the goats and gives a sheep the consolation of knowing that he is a sheep it is rather a pity that paul bruger should have written outre-mer thoroughly credible book though it is mr bruger is a novelist and he should not content himself with being an essayist there are far too many of them in the world already he can develop strong characters invent strong situations he can write the truth and he should not drift into pinning opinions and platitudes when god has made a man a creator it is a great mistake for him to turn critic it is rather an insult to god and certainly a very great wrong to man nebraska state journal may five eighteen ninety five i got a letter last week from a little boy just half past seven who had just read huckleberry finn and tom sawyer he said if there are any more books like them in the world send them to me quick i had to humbly confess to him that if there were any others i had not the good fortune to know of them what a red-letter day it is to a boy the day he first opens tom sawyer i would rather sail on the raft down the missouri again with huck finn and jim than go down the nile in december or see venice from a gondola in may certainly mark twain is much better when he writes of his missouri boys than when he makes sickly romances about joan of arc and certainly he never did a better piece of work than prince and pauper one seems to get at the very heart of old england in that dearest of children's books and in its pages the frail boy king and his gloomy sister mary who in her day wrought so much woe for unhappy england and the dashing princess elizabeth who lived to rule so well seem to live again a friend of mr clemens once told me that he said he wrote that book so that when his little daughters grew up they might know that their tired old jester of a father could be serious and gentle sometimes the home monthly may eighteen ninety seven end of part nineteen